Hello. You might have noticed a name change in our podcast. Formerly The Buzz Podcast, we are now going by Based on Real Events. Instead of horror, we will be covering all genres of film that are based on real events that happened. So I'm excited to dive into our new format with my co-host Jay Kington. Uh, Please enjoy this new episode that we have coming out today that is on Jeepers Creepers, previously recorded under the Buzz Podcast name. And probably about a month old, so there might be some news information here that you already know. But I'm excited that next week we'll be coming out with some more content that is uh, more formatted to our new standard. So please sit back, enjoy, and can't wait for you guys to hear more. Thanks. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. I am Jay Kington on the screen with, as always, Mr. EJ Gullet coming to you from Southern California. I guess I should mention I'm probably in South Florida, but we'll continue moving on. But EJ, man, how have you been? Oh man, I'm doing, I'm doing a lot better than last week, Jay. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing a little bit better than okay. As long as you're trending up, that's that's all you really need to do is just continue improving, man. So I'm I'm happy to hear that. Thank you, sir. And how are you? How, how's your fine self? Um, I I think that you have a I've had a pretty good week, if I might say so myself. I have had a pretty good week. I will say a little more than a week. I've spent the past what eight nine days. I don't know. It's all a blur. I don't know what day, what month, what year it is. We're all in quarantine, but I've spent the past many days, I really do think it's eight or nine in Longboat Key, Florida, uh, getting away for a little bit, enjoying time with the family. So it has been very good. Uh, Happy to be back home. We uh, had Chloe's sister fly into town. She mailed my key. She left her key at home, so she mailed my key. And of course, our key got lost in the mail. My key. <laughs> so immediately upon return, we had to call a locksmith to drill out our locks. So I will be going to Lowe's or Home Depot to purchase new locks for my house. Don't rob me because I will fucking shoot you. Yes, as our listeners know from about the last 30 episodes that we've recorded, you got a lot of guns around the house. But also, can I please say, if you know, we can keep this out if you want to, pretty big life event happened for you, Jay. You know? Yeah. A milestone, yeah. if I would agree. It was a beautiful day, sir. My man got engaged, and I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Off him. Off the market, man. Off the market. Well, you, you've been for the last... Five this years. Pale, this pale Irish ass is off the market, man. You can't yeah. get me. You can't get me. I'm going to share a picture of Jay just for 100 followers on social media just so they can see him and then be like, uh, that's all right. We're not missing much. Share one of me now because after eight days of the sun, I feel fucking Greek as hell, man. Seriously. You know, I'm dark. I'm darker than I've ever been. I'm pretty sure I'm going to peel a lot. That's okay, Jay. At least you're getting some sun. You know, you're you're staying away from the COVID nineteen. You're you're doing well. And you know what? Fucking engage, man. I'm happy for you. It's good. It's good. But Jay, it, buddy. please tell me, 
What are you drinking tonight? Uh, some Jimmy Beamer and Coke and a, a Yingling traditional Ooh. lager. Oldest brewery in America. God, I just want, like, the hopes of this podcast to me is that we get sponsored by some alcohol people. Mm-hmm. And we just, I just got cases sitting behind me. My dream here, because it's the problem, I want a mini fridge in here, but I, I want someone else to pay for it. So exactly, dude. the long-term you know, goal here. Shout out to Petey Pablo because he's drinking that gin and they paint him for it. Oh my God. Freak a league. Freak a league. I'm still taking my shirt off and twist around my head like a helicopter, man. Oh, what are you drinking, bud? <laughs> uh, I've got, I'm on my third drink of gin daisy tonight, which is my cocktail concoction of the night that I found. Um, I'm enjoying that. And then I've got ready some beers over here in the corner, a little Mickey Ultras. Gotta stay slim, bud. What do you I'm want trying. Though? Oh man, it's been a really busy week for me, so I um, haven't really been able to dive too much into what I've wanted to. But this week, I just crushed through the entire second season of Dead to Me, and it was fantastic. Jay, if you haven't watched it yet, highly suggest jumping in. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, I heard it's good. It's really good. Um, and then tonight, actually, after this podcast recording, I am starting Money Heist because you, sir, have not shut the hell up about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I truly think, one of the best shows available on Netflix. Um, you watch Money Heist. We just finished the fourth season while in Longboat Key. And then we watched this documentary they also had on Netflix called uh, Money Heist El Phenomeno about like just the global takeover of it. And like, it's fucking insane, man, but it is such a good show. The only bad part of it is it's there's it's voiceovers cause it's in Spanish. A lot yeah. of the actors do speak English, but dude, it gets, it is so good. Like it is so, so good. If, if you're not watching this, please do watch it. It's spiked up to like the number two best show on IMDb of like all time for a little bit. Like it, it's, it's, it's pretty heavy. Um, but outside of that, I also started The Last Kingdom, which is like this almost yeah, like I've a seen Netflix that, adaptation of um, like Vikings mixed with Game of Thrones. Mm. Uh, more historical, that, though, right? I think it's a, yeah, it's a little more historical. Um, like two years ago, I, I found out my my like mom and dad and sister did it like a, a DNA test thing. And it, it turns out we're like 4% Scandinavian. So like now I feel like I'm a Viking. So, you know, pretty cool. But uh, that would explain your violent tendencies. That probably would explain them. But uh, <laughs> outside of that, it's been a big, busy week, man. Most of it was, was spent outside with the family. So we weren't watching too much stuff. Um, you know, for this past like eight days, I, I, I didn't have my Xbox, so I didn't play like, you know, any, any games, but today I, I really nerded out hard on FIFA. Fucking hate that game. I love that game and I hate that game and I love that game and I fucking hate that game. But uh, that's basically all I've been doing, man. Uh, you know, it's, I, it's enough to keep you busy in quarantine. I will say also this week, and I think it's both of us that are going to need to watch this. Um, I will be watching the Shudder original Blood Quantum, uh, apparently a very good zombie flick that was just released last week. So I'm going to dive oh, into that, too. Right, yes, we'll sir. Check it out. Oh, also, I did watch Deep Rising in uh, honor oh, yeah. of Monster Week. I fell asleep the first time. 
before like like four people died but they never really showed what the monster was and then i i finished it yesterday and like i mean it's like a it's an it's a film made in 98 but it's got fam jansen which is one of my like all-time crushes in movies she played Zena in goldeneye uh pretty fun man not gonna lie i mean it doesn't hold up incredibly well but it's pretty fun movie it's also got a who's that uh what's up the, the the i'm gonna butcher his name he's the guy who played in blood diamond not not Leo, but Jimon Hansu. Jimon Hansu, and it's got that other Arab guy that's been in so many damn movies. I know he was in like True Lies. He was like the main bad guy in that, but pretty fun movie. I'm not gonna lie, like just classic '90s action movie mixed with horror. It, it, it was. It really looked like um. It looked like Speed meets uh, Poseidon meets Anaconda from the trailer I watched. Yeah, basically. I, yeah, uh-huh. actually, yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna check it out regardless, but it's gonna have to be like on a day where I'm like, let's watch a shitty movie right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's let's give a teaser before we go heavy into because I know you want to give some core news here, but what we're gonna be covering this week is one of my all-time favorite monster movies we were you know talking about topics to discuss and i thought about this of course i'd been drinking a lot over in Lomboki, and i totally forgot to text you that night and then in the morning but we are going to be talking about the phenomenal film jeepers creepers and we'll probably sprinkle in some jeepers creeper too oh we're gonna be sprinkling the whole franchise baby Put some Parmesan I, cheese on top. Yeah, I I absolutely love this movie. It is it is literally, I would say, top 10 horror movies in the past 20 years. It's done a lot, one, for the horror franchise, and two, from what my research learned, uh, changed up, you know, the release dates of some horror movies. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a great creature feature. Um, cool story and shrouded in a lot of mystery actually from what we learned from our research of this yeah very far-fetched so it doesn't seem like there's a plausible story behind it but <laughs> that's why you're listening to us aren't you We're gonna you think there's not a plausible story sir but wait till i tell you what i found out because honestly i was pretty shocked but before we get into this sir let's spiel about some quora news uh, so the stand podcast is coming out next week or excuse me. Yeah, no, next week. Um, very excited about this one. Horror author, Jason Seacrest, no relation to Ryan Seacrest is working on a Stephen King related podcast. He'll be joined alongside another horror writer, uh, and another journalist and as well as filmmaker, Mike Flanagan. And you'll know him from certain Stephen King adaptations, such as Gerald's game and also, uh, Oh my gosh, what was the other one he just did? Excuse me, Dr. Sleep. He just did Dr. Sleep recently. Um, He's done a lot of other ones as well. He's done all 10 episodes of Haunting of Hill House. Uh, The man is one of my favorite horror directors right now, period. So he is up there, and I'm very excited to hear this. But this is a six-episode limited series podcast about Stephen King's epic novel, The Stand. Now, if you don't know what The Stand is, it centers on a pandemic of a weaponized strain of influenza that kills most of the population. Uh, I don't know. It seems pretty appropriate right now, I guess, to talk about. 
the podcast is titled The Company of the Mad, The Stand Podcast, and it premieres Friday, May 29th. They'll be reading 200 pages a month and then meeting up to discuss the book. So very excited for that one. Um, and additionally, we're trying to stick here to some Quora news only, so some things that are kind of really happening in terms of what's coming out of this whole quarantine status. And I'm sure you basically can't turn on the news these days without seeing this, but there's a giant murder hornet movie on its way because why the fuck not? Let's go. <laughs> uh, I've been waiting on this announcement ever since it swarmed all over the news. Sorry for my dad joke. God, I hate you, America. Oh, uh, I know. This straight to digital entertainment uh, thing. It for better be straight entertainment. to digital. It did. Of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, film in the movies right now. Well, there's nobody going to the movies right now. Exactly. I can actually probably do just as well if it went straight to DVD. But this is uh, from SCS Entertainment, and it's rolling out with another yet shitty film. Uh, I was looking up earlier what their other shitty films are, and another one I saw was 5G Zombies. Really capitalizing on some weird that shit. That actually makes sense. That's 5, 5G Zombies makes sense? With the amount of radiation that comes out of 5G, yeah, that's a very controversial topic. <laughs> so you're not I'm, not make... I'm not even kidding. That's a very that shit's going to give us all fucking cancer in 60 years. All right, well then, you know what, Jay? I think you're going to need to watch that movie when it comes out straight to DVD next month. So maybe hop in on that. Uh, who the fuck has a DVD player? Uh, you have an Xbox. You have an Xbox. Come on. But back to Murder Hornets. This shithole of a movie is poorly titled Angry Asian Murder Hornets. Still oh, trying. Okay. But you can't call it China Virus? I guess not. I'm probably sure this is, you know, Trump's production company at least. That seems very culturally insensitive. <laughs> uh, not that you asked or it matters, but here's the plot of the film. A fictional... <laughs> uh, a fictional invasion of a giant mutated murder hornets in Southern California, I'm sure, and it's up to the local anthropologist to find a way to destroy them before it's too late. You know, I don't really ever understand this about movies. Why is it always up to one person to save the day? Like, why is it this, like, a, a cohesive thing? It's like this one man can only save us from this murder hornet attack. Why do I feel like Sean Connery should do this? <laughs> he should be the anthropologist? Yeah, 100%. We shan't let these bees come in any fun. <laughs> <laughs> They've riddled our lands. <laughs> oh, my God. Or just fucking make Harrison Ford do it. Like some bootleg knockoff fucking... Um, Get off. Get off well, my that, country. That is interesting. I also want to drop some core news. This... Um, has nothing to do with COVID, but it came out in this time frame. So I'm going to say it because I am extremely excited. But Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are being remastered in, in 4K. And holy shit, if you didn't play this game as a child, fuck you. Because it was one of the greats. I played it alone just for the soundtrack to play over and over in my room, man. soundtrack's so great. The game looks phenomenal. It's, it's coming out. I want to say like September 2020 or something. So I'm really excited about that. I think it comes out sooner than that, sir. And actually, I think you're right. I'm, I'm excited. I have no idea. Everything, is that, that's all platforms, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Everything's all blur. It better come out on Xbox or I'm going to fucking uh, 
Go buy a PS4. Yeah, I don't really want to do that, but I will. Uh, But uh, that brings us to uh, where we need to be. So let's get into the fun stuff. Oh, baby. Creepers. Where'd you get get those those peepers? peepers? Cheapest creepers. They say I have the voice of Neil Diamond and the body of DJ Khaled. Quaid. No, you're DJ Khaled all the way, dude. I'm not fat. Who's the skinny guy from... Uh, yeah, no, you're DJ Quails. DJ I know you're talking about. DJ Quail, yeah. You yeah. know what? Actually, you do. You could be the new guy. <laughs> you could be the new version of the new guy. I like that. I could be the new DJ Quails. It's such a fucking high aspiration to have. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's take a little trip down memory lane to the summer of 2001. In a movie that did surprisingly well. Um, and honestly, I would like to say it's done so much more since then. Like, it has really become a staple in great American horror mythology. They've created a creature who I think consistently really probably ranks top 10 or 15 on just monster films, man. This is infinitely rewatchable i've watched both one and two in the past couple months i love uh, two by the way Can before I just say we that? even agreed to this yeah, I, I like two as well yeah um i believe that there uh potentially is going to be another one yes uh, there is sir and i will 100 percent guide you there um Take us there, buddy, because this is a... Uh, About Jeepers did, Creepers 4? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, so they did make three. But so here's the thing with, with these horror movies is like, you know, when when the first one is great, they'll make a sequel. And that one can potentially be good, which this was. And then... It, it did do well in the box and, office. But then it can kind of stray. Like, I don't think Jeepers Creepers 3 did great, but... Well, it was a direct-to-DVD release. Yeah, yeah, So, you know, it's um, it's like from dusk till dawn, you know? First one, great. Oof. All the spinoffs, like, eh. Do we really need a TV series? No. You know, I, I watched the TV series, and I, I'm not going to lie, I kind of liked it. Was that on TNT? I was on El Rey. I don't even know if people Ooh. get El Rey. I didn't even know. I didn't sign up for El Rey. El Rey was one of those stations you listen to at your grandparents' house when they're cooking dinner. I don't know if I get it because I live down in South Florida. Uh, yeah, it's heavily Spanish, um, but you know, honestly, not that bad. But the movies really like going like one classic, two, then like three when it's old western, horrible. Well, you know what I learned about three also is that three falls in between one and two, so it's a little weird that they had that. That's where Trish, um, Gina Phillips, comes in, uh, and you kind of learn a little bit about her backstory. And that kind of leads into maybe what we're going to see it for. Maybe it was the, the, the. Are we talking about Jeepers Creepers? Are we talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, no, like, no, there's Jeepers Creepers one, two, and three, but three technically falls. This timeline technically falls yeah, in between two. one and gotcha. two. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Well, shout out Simon Hayek and uh, <laughs> Dust Till Dawn one. What movie are you on right now? <laughs> I have no idea. But <laughs> Love that girl. I know, I do too. You know, she still looks great today, too. She holds up well. Yeah, she does. Um, but look, this movie, Jeepers Creepers, uh, a low-budget film of just $10 million, 
Uh, it was a movie that made a star out of Justin Long. It made a success out of director Vic- Victor Salva. This film had a record-breaking box office numbers. Uh, opening weekend alone, it just earned over $13 million, making back all of its money uh, instantly. And it made Labor Day weekend a new prime spot for launching horror movies. Uh, and of course, this movie introduced us to The Creeper, a winged monster that feasts on human flesh every 23rd spring for 23 days. And you know, I wonder about Victor Salva. Did he just watch or read it? And he was like, yeah, let's do that. Let's just have him come 23 years instead of 27. Is that the same time frame? Is it time frame? Is it? No, 27 years is for it. But, you know, I'm just saying same type of concept. Could be. uh, But Pennywise doesn't really scare me. Like the creeper? (laughs) That's just scary. I'm not going to lie. That motherfucker takes your head. If he loses his head, he takes your head and then puts it on his head. That's pretty terrifying. This, now, the, the now, creeper let, is let's crazy. go back 20 years in time, right? And this was a this was you can watch it now and appreciate it, but it was it was one of the scariest movies at the time. Oh my god. Sure, hands down. Yeah. My mom was like, watch it with me. I was like 13 years old. I was terrified to go to bed afterwards. It left yeah, an yeah. impression on me. It, it it is it is an awesome movie with an awesome kind of plot. Um I don't know if you're going to get into this. I, I hate to ruin this for oh, you, but you please. already mentioned it. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, it's basically um, a creature that survives off consuming human organs um, or items, for lack of a better word. So if it needs a new head, you can eat your head. If it needs a new arm, you eat your arm. Uh, I think they talk a lot more in the movie about like, if he needs a new liver or new eyes, he will eat your eyes and liver or kidney or whatever. Or foot. Yeah, like he'll regenerate yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically this regenerative monster uh, who looks like, I don't know, maybe like Jethro Toll, like the most badass bluegrass star you've ever seen that will also <laughs> take your throat out of your esophagus, if that makes any sense, and, uh, and eat that shit. I imagine that we taste pretty good to the creeper. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like some cream brulee. But yeah, I tried to look up and see if I could find any whatso origin of the creeper that was moderately like I'm sure whatever true, but there really is no origin of the creeper. We don't really know the backstory fully of this uh, guy who's been around for. What we know so far, thousands of years, from what we can tell. Uh, in the movie, we're seen with him throwing bodies into uh, an underground church where he has made that into a bunch of bodies that are now dribbled on the walls. And those have dated back hundreds of years on there. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. And he also resides in Florida uh, from this movie's standpoint, which is appropriate because that's where most monsters live anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, so it's it's like the Sistine Chapel of organs, right? Yeah, like, sure. He's an artiste at his core, but you know, something I just honestly thought of is he's kind of a mix of legends, right? And honestly, I would say he's probably some hybrid between the Mothman and Ooh. I know that 
Worcester Mount there way too much, but a Wendigo. Oh, come on. That craves human flesh. Yeah, but doesn't the Wendigo crave human flesh and then do something else psychologically with the human? I guess, actually, so does this. No, the, the Wendigo, the, 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 the whole thought of the Wendigo is that even if there are means of another meal there, if there's apples or bread or bacon or cheeseburgers, they would rather eat flesh. Okay. So this is a flesh eating bean. And he also kind of flies around like Mothman. And just like Mothman, if you see him, it typically uh, symbolizes a bad event happening. And if you see the, the creeper, well, your whole situation is fucked and you're going to die. Yeah, I mean, pretty much like he, you know, it's funny. The creeper in the first film really loves to terrorize his victims. He stalks them. He plays with them. He he feeds off fear. He He doesn't want fear. Just like it does. Yeah, he wants the fear. That's what he tastes. And and I I think you really see that more in the second movie. You think that he feeds off fear more in the second movie? I just think you see that more in the second Ooh, movie. I would disagree with you, sir. We'll get into the plot of the first movie, but in the second movie, when he's terrorizing like the group of high schoolers, he's kind of picking through them to see who's the most scared because that's kind of what tastes the best. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not scared, you're just a plain steak with no seasoning. If you're scared, well, you're that you know peppercorn filet mignon with that red wine sauce on it. You know. Ooh, baby, you sound like Hannibal Lecter over there. Mm-hmm. Finish that off with some fava beans and some Chianti. Hell yeah. Um, that's basically how he, how he fucking operates. It's like he smells it in the air. He can smell fear, and that's what he's attracted to. I know, and he's got that weird slit on his throat, on his uh, on his throat, his nose. Kind of opens yeah, up yeah. Like, like a female body part that we know. Um, he has but, a vagina on his nose. He does. He does have a vagina on his nose. It's a little. It's a little disturbing. Attractive, not saggy, hanging vagina. Now, Jay, I did find a little bit of backstory to the creeper. However, there's a little bit of controversy surrounding this backstory that I found very interesting. Um, now, I think we need to discuss the true story that inspired the creeper. And I'm talking about a real life killer. I let's get into this for sure because this is this is really what we're here for, right? Is to hear the true backstory. But I guess to give a quick just rundown, if you for some reason have been in a cave for the past twenty years and haven't watched this film, uh, brother and sister driving down a highway, roll past the house, and this being is dropping a body bloody towel a body into this like honestly like conduit piping that's probably five feet wide like this little tunnel down to the ground he just dumps them down in there um they of course decide to stop instead of minding their own business and going on and they discover that once justin long slides down there uh there is basically the Sistine chapel um cross with your finest grandma's uh, sewing machine to create the walls of this and then they just kind of run out 
once they run out, they start to get trailed by a big truck and harassed by this creature known basically as a creeper, although they don't refer to him as that. And then he terrorizes them basically all the way to the end of the movie, uh, hunting and stalking them. That is basically all we need to say because you should really get out and watch this movie if you haven't already. And I don't want to beat a dead horse, but there is a true story behind it. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about what that is. Well, sir, I'm talking about a killer named Dennis DePew. Um, he became the subject of a police man hunt after murdering his wife and dumping her body behind an abandoned house. I don't know. Pew, Seems a little de pew pew de pew pew. Uh, the story goes that the murder was an act of vengeance after his wife filed for divorce, with Depew shooting her in the back of the head. Now, in Jeepers Creepers, as Jay just explained, uh, the creeper dumps bodies behind an abandoned church, much the same way that Depew disposed of his wife. But it wasn't really so much Depew's murder that inspired the film, but rather the testimony of two eyewitnesses who saw him dump the body. Who are the witnesses, you ask? Well, thanks for asking, Jay. That would be Ray and Marie Thornton, who spotted the evil Depew doing his dirty deed. They, they were then followed by him in his van for several miles. Does that sound familiar? If you watch the movie, it does. Sure fucking does. Now, Unsolved Mysteries. Remember that show? Because that was a weekday afternoon school special for me. Such a great show. Oh, God. They should bring that back. They, they did, I think. Oh, I'm fairly they certain did. they brought Unsolved Mysteries back, but they didn't bring they it back have not done the that way well. that we love it. If that guy's not in a fucking trench coat in front of like two police cars in an alleyway talking to me before an episode, I don't want to see it. Oh, God. What was his name? I, I, can't, I, 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 like, I see his face. I see his gray hair slicked back, and I hear his voice. Uh, it, it, you know what the closest thing we have is like in pursuit with John Walsh. Um, oh, and also Live PD. Can't forget that one. Yeah, but what was this dude's name? Let's find out. He so almost he was Trebek. almost a modern day. Was it Alex Trebek? No, I'm kidding. No, it wasn't Alex Trebek. <laughs> uh, who was it? Main guy. Let's find out. Oh shit. He uh, was a modern day Rod Sterling. Rod Serling, he was he was one hundred percent that like for this dude was the biggest celebrity of the nineties. Main guy, let's see fuck he is. What's his name? Um, Raymond Burr. Oh boy, it's not a strong stage name. <laughs> Did this? Show <laughs> even hold up? Because I feel like it probably doesn't. Unsolved mysteries. Like I feel like it's probably a lot of acting, but it was so. It was terrible reenactments, but I I would say it could hold up today if you were to watch rewatch it. Like, please, Netflix, just buy this up somewhere and put it out if you haven't already. Now, look, Unsolved Mysteries, they ran a story on, De, on the Depew case in the 90s, in the early 90s, uh, 10 years before Jeepers Creepers was released. The segment featured a reenactment of the Thornton story, which bears a really, really really striking resemblance to the first half of the film. However, this opening scene uh, is to this Unsolved Mysteries episode. Victor Salva has credited Spielberg's 71 film Duel to be the inspiration for the opening of this, but has never given any credit to Unsolved Mysteries. Um, honestly, 
I think he was just hoping no one would notice. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other people would too. I have this video, the opening of um, this Unsolved Mysteries, and I really want to put a side-by-side up on socials of this just to show because I think it's it's we can so... I mean, this picture is very fucking rapey. The, oh, of Victor DeSalva. I mean, excuse me, of <laughs> Victor, Victor Salva. Uh, of Marilyn and Dennis DePew, yes. They look like your typical town couple. Um, but however... Uh, it should be noted that shortly after the episode of Unsolved Mysteries aired, Dennis DePew was caught and committed suicide after a high-speed police chase. I could talk about this story. It's fascinating for hours. Um, he lived another life after killing his wife in America and was able to get away with it. And not, well, He didn't have another wife. He had another girlfriend. And the episode that we're talking about here was airing on TV – and he was trying to distract her so he could get out of the house and get on the run. But one of their friends saw this episode and called the police. And he still had the same van that he murdered his wife in. And he was still driving it just with different license plates numbers. And he literally got into a high-speed police chase with them and tried to shoot at them and, and like get them to fire back and kill him. And, and it didn't work. And he just killed himself instead. Crazy story. cops. I mean, yeah. it, it literally, someone just look up Dennis DePew, and this dude is a... He looks like a creeper. He's a creep. His wife looks like a, a, a fucking... Uh, what do you call those dolls, you, a ventriloquist doll? Like a mannequin or a mariachi, whatever the fuck that yeah, is? A mannequin doll sounds about right there. A, a very wife scary mannequin. Or a wax doll. Yeah, his wife does not look normal, and he looks like he would fucking murder somebody. I don't know why you would ever... Uh, marry someone like that you did mention a van and this is completely off topic but i did want to tell you this when driving back from Lombo key there was an abandoned rv on the side of the road that was an identical match to the breaking bad rv it was awesome to see was walt and jesse cooking in there uh no the <laughs> it looked like the rv done meth <laughs> <laughs> like it barely ran yeah, if, if, if the RV in the show was Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone, this RV was Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. And yeah, Macaulay Culkin's right, too, you know? Culkin is so fucking right. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yes, I am very excited for you to share that news with me right there, sir. I'm sorry. But look this guy up. Dennis Depew, he literally looks like he would kill you. Why would the fuck would you marry this guy? He doesn't even smile. He just looks like he's going to murder you in pictures. I'm pretty sure that he has a theme song, and that theme song is Jeepers, Creepers, Where'd You Get Those Peepers? I'm pretty sure he was one of the first candidates for Botox. <laughs> Literally no emotion on him. He looks like Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he should have been put down. Yeah, 100%. Sent to a shelter, maybe lived out a couple weeks, and then just euthanized. I'm pretty sure his wife had wooden teeth. She's Georgia Washington. She's she's a spitting image of a Washington. Poor little Marilyn, RIP. Well, actually, in this cutoff picture here, you don't see it, but she's um, holding an axe, and there's a cherry tree just to the left. Yeah, and he's holding a fucking knife to her back, I'm sure. Oh, 100%. He already stabbed her. But look, that's... I will say, Jay, 
I, I did try to look up as much information as I could about this uh, creeper and about this movie. And really, there's not much. This was the most interesting thing I thought I uh, of this entire film. 100%. You know, I, watched the, I watched the whole Unsolved Mysteries episode. Yeah, I did too. It's, uh, With even, all the shitty acting, you know? I cannot get enough of that. But look, there's not enough here to talk about. Like, I think there's... I think this is a fantastic franchise. I think it's really cool how this is just built from someone's mind, really, and it's kind of just developed into this really big popular thing over time. But I did learn some fun facts about this film. Uh, I learned that the church above the creeper's lair is, in fact, real, and it became a tourist attraction until about 10 years ago when it was mysteriously burned down. Now, Jay, you live in Florida, and that's where this church was. Um, I imagine that there was a lot of meth being done in this church, and I imagine that it was burned down to the ground because someone probably was making meth as well and burned it down to the ground. It very well could be. It was it was in a, Ocala is where this film's based. It was shot like just outside of that. Ocala's like in between, if you understand Florida, between like Gainesville and Tampa. It's like in that northern sketchy part where it's like... I'm pretty sure it's required to have like at least four teeth maximum to live there. Yeah, I don't consider the real South. I don't think anything in Florida is a real South, but that is like as much country bumfuck as you can uh, possibly get. Uh, the the fun fact about this true story, though, we mentioned it, was that the witnesses that saw Dennis DePue dump the bodies were also tailgated by a van. And this all this led to his demise at the end because they were able to get his license plate number by doing that. And one of the the themes of the movie is like, you can't get away from the creeper. It's like, if you do, he's got this old rusted out, like 1940s, cabin on engine uh, truck. And the reason this guy got caught is because he was like, I don't know, maybe freaking out that he just fucking murdered his wife and decided to trace, uh, chase these people down. If he didn't do that, he probably would have honestly been living today, just fucking still being really rapey and murdery with that eyebrow line. No, I don't think so. I think he would have been caught because of unsolved mysteries. Well, maybe. I guess you're right. Like there, that is a pretty keen part of the story. I mean, look, you're right. When when he chased them and then they pulled off and turned around to come after him. This guy is honestly one of the worst killers ever. He left the goddamn side of the door open, which had blood all over the side of it. Like he was not thinking and he was caught changing the license plates on the back in the middle of the highway. Like he's clearly not a smart criminal. Uh, he doesn't look intelligent at all. You know, but no, I mean, like, look, props to this film because they lost like what, like a million dollars in budget, like the day before week before shooting or something. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of obstacles that, that they had to overcome. And, uh, you know, to kind of have this somewhat factual story. And, and I'll tell you what, man, honestly, dude, like from being down here, like you could throw me in the fucking woods of Kentucky where I was born and raised and I'm comfortable there. I really am. But you throw me in the wilderness of Florida and shit is sketchy out there. You got alligators, lizards. Spiders. It's the Australia of the United States. Yeah, it's a sketchy fucking part. And they do a good job of, of really giving off that vibe, uh, you know, in the movie because it's definitely not a great place to drive through. I've, I've been 
I've driven through there many a times and it's like, holy shit, like when can we see the next building, you know? Yeah, that's well, that's true. Every time I drive down from Kentucky to Florida, uh, I know when I'm in Florida because I first get orange juice at the nice little entrance and I drive for about another 170 miles. It's the most tourist tourist you've ever heard. You oh never got French OJ at the at the stop, bro. Goodbye to the fucking Publix. <laughs> it's free. I'm thirsty. Uh, I'm quenching my thirst. Nothing in this life free, my guy. It's free for me, man. I didn't pay a cent. It was there. I grabbed a cup, put it in, filled it up, walked away, got back in my car, and continued my little drivey drive. Well, do you know how many calories are in orange juice? Because I'm gonna use this as a perfect transition into morbid obesity. I don't need your fucking goddamn... I'm not judging you. I'm talking about the fucking director. Jesus. We're talking about Victor Salva? Do you think he drank that much OJ? The Mr. 400-pound Victor Salva? No, he probably drank goddamn BMs. and (laughs) That's probably liquefied, emulsified Big Macs, dude. This dude was heavy on the ranch dressing, dude. This dude was fucking heavy on picking off the skin of fried chicken. This dude was heavy on eating spam out of a cam, I am sure. Because they said he was so he like he could barely fucking move, right? I mean imagine the heat. Imagine just how hot it is in Florida and oh, being imagine being in Antarctica and imagine being four hundred pounds. It's like I the would best rather... North Face jacket you're ever gonna get. <laughs> sure. Sure. I would rather be cold though. Than be in Florida and 400 pounds and hot. I would rather be 200 pounds in Florida than 400 pounds in Antarctica. Because while you're still warm, you really can't roll over that well. Jay, you're lucky to be 140 soaking wet. So what do you know? Come on now. I'm 180, dude. Don't, don't, don't do me like that. I ain't trying to do you like that. I'm just calling it like I see it. I'm a sturdy 180. Are you really? <laughs> fucking lying. On a good day. On a I good day. One eighty-five, one seventy-five. It's all right. Okay. Okay. I, w- I wish I was there. I'm. I'm. I'm over two hundred. Bro, I will step on a scale next time I'm back home if you need me to. Please. I mean, I'm coming to Florida here soon, so we'll just do it there. Um, just let me yes. right I'm gonna eat like two pounds of Taco Bell. Wait, who's that? Who's that? Let me know before you come in town so I can eat two pounds of Taco Bell. (laughs) I'll be sure to let you know. But yes, as you were saying, Victor Salva, Mr. 400-pound, big old director. Um, He thought Florida was like the the jungle to him um, during the time of building. But however... Side, my dude. Just fucking walk a little bit. the The man should have been walking the entire film. Maybe Has there would have been died of a fucking heart attack yet. I would imagine, and I didn't look this up. I would imagine he's lost some weight since then. Can't be four hundred pounds to live more than like ten years. He's probably at Walmart driving in the fucking carts. Nah, not not injured. He but just some money off this. He's probably sitting at Target. <laughs> no, he's still alive, man. He's made all these movies. He's gonna make the fourth. He's gonna make the fourth one. People tell me I'm gonna die because I drank too much, and this motherfucker's 400 pounds. Jesus, he got skinny. This is so fucked up. 
He's like Jared from Subway, except less rapey. Except less rapey. And, and, you know, pedophilish. But listen, however, Jonathan Breck, who played the Creeper, definitely had it worse, though, man. Definitely. I mean, he was under mounds and mounds of latex. And he had a vagina on his nose that had to be sweating so bad. Like, can you imagine doing days of filming and sitting under mounds of latex just waiting to, like, go? Can you imagine if you had a vagina on your nose and what you would do to it? The dude's got worse things to deal with than that. I'd rather have it. He also wore contacts that blinded him during during the shoot. Oh, really? So when he like, closed up on his eyes, he actually can't see shit. Jesus. The things you do sweaty. for film. He's just sweaty and blind. And he's done three of these movies now. I wonder if they've gotten better. They had he's probably he had to be like sitting in his like budget meetings and like negotiations and being like, look, man, like I can't wear the contacts again. I will literally no, go blind. No, no. No, 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 no. He, this was, per his words, his favorite character and favorite performance. This is what he loves. So, so he crushed it. He, he, really I mean, he did. It. They said that the voice he made was a combination of his low growl mixed with some audio distortion and some hissing of hyenas. <laughs> okay. This is a big deal because, like, this is literally outside of you get your Freddy, your Jasons. You name a more iconic monster killer than Jeepers Creepers. You cannot do it in your top ten. You could probably do it in top five, but you cannot do it in your top ten. So I could do Hatchet, Hatchet. I'll add Hatchet in there. I'm just saying, like, as far like this was, he loves this role. That's what I'm saying. He absolutely loves this role, and it's his favorite role to play. So, yes, while that would suck to a lot of us, I mean, we're normal people. We're not method actors. You know, you look at Heath Ledger, method actor. You look at Johnny Depp, method actor. But no one ever gives any kudos to the dudes who are actually sweating their balls off, blind as fuck, making hissing noises because they love it. Well, I think we have a different definition of a method actor. I think if Jonathan Breck was a method actor that man would be going out at night after the day ends and then eating human flesh and killing people. That's method acting right there. Jonathan Breck for, for Jeepers Creepers 4, if you're listening to this podcast, maybe just kill some bad people and get some real method acting in. How do we know Jonathan Breck hasn't killed and ate somebody? We don't. we don't. Tune in to next week's episode of Unsolved Mysteries. There's no confirmation on that. I know. That's true. During a 2001 filming of Jeepers Creepers. You want to talk method acting. You want to talk uh, Heath Ledger. You want to talk Joaquin Phoenix, right? Those are some Johnny Depp, some method actors. But I'll tell you what. Those motherfuckers weren't wearing pounds and pounds of latex, contacts that they can't see out of, wearing a vagina on their nose combining their voice with a low general Jonathan Breck growl combined with distortion and hyena hissing like dude that dude's a method actor this is his favorite role to play and we hype up these people that can play Joker like no dude, this dude's the real deal 
Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. Let's see you hop in the fucking creeper outfit, dude. Come on. I don't think I've ever seen Daniel Day-Lewis sweat one time. Even in the last of the Mohicans, while playing Come the on. You've, you've had that to have seen There Will Be drop. Blood. That man that man was beating Paul Dano to death with a, with a bowling pin. I don't know. I mean, like... Let's talk gangs in New York. Was it sweat or just too much pomade on the forehead? I don't know. I think we have a different definition of method acting. I would say Daniel Day-Lewis, for example, on the set of Lincoln, that man didn't even have a cell phone on him until the end of filming. He pretended like it was the the 1800s. Like this man was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's annoying. Okay. That's not the (laughs) 1800s. Okay. That's annoying. What deserves a fucking medal is pounds of latex, contacts that make you blind, and then trying to act like a fucking hyena in the wild, all while on the roof of a rusty-ass old truck in a trench coat trying to be scary. That's method acting. Sure. If you want to doubt Daniel Day-Lewis, fuck you, Daniel Day-Lewis. Wow. The man just retired from acting a few years ago, man. Give some credit. Has he ever worn latex? No, he's worn spirit glue and a fucking beard. How dare you? That man no. is a fantastic actor. No, whatever. Whatever. He's the Mel Gibson of my fucking old generation. Oh, man. Did I ever tell you I saw Mel Gibson in an old Navy once out here? Probably snorting fucking coke off a hooker's butthole. Mm, I think he was with his daughter, but yeah, there was cocaine. Okay. So, <laughs> fun transition. My last fun fact I have for you here before we talk about the new film. Um, in Florida, and Jay, I think you can attest to this, there was also many, many, many noisy insects during the outdoor shots, and a crew member had to fire off a pistol before cameras rolled in order to silence the bugs enough to capture a take with audible dialogue. I don't know why ADR yeah. couldn't have happened. This was an um, this is an amazing life hack that I have learned that I haven't confirmed yet, but I'm about so to just walk the out. Next time you're talking with your friends, you're just gonna go out there and shoot a gun so you can be like, "Sorry, I couldn't hear you." These bugs are noisy. I I don't even know if that works. My legs got bit to shit while I was over in Lombo Key, and I turned to my dad and I was like, "Man, what I would do for a World War II flamethrower right now." <laughs> love bugs that are infesting everything um i've honestly that's the first time i've ever heard that firing a a, a pistol or making a lot of noise would stop insects from making not stop them but like quiet the ones close enough for them to get audible dialogue but like i just i guess where does adr come into play like couldn't they just done this in post but whatever I mean, it was also 2000, right? So the movie released in 2001, but the movie was made in 2000. So I have no idea. They might uh, not have enough money. Potentially. I can attest at nighttime, especially in the summer, insects are a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, I will. I, I can attest to you there as well, sir. Uh, Florida, you suck. You know what? I will recommend it to my next HOA meeting that we just shoot off Great. rounds. Because yeah, I, like, I could silence the neighborhood for five years. Well, why don't you just like you know go around and just say like, "Hey, look, like we have this issue. Like, I'm going to give you guys rounds. Just go out and buy a weapon, and then if you're having pop. trouble hearing, pop a couple rounds off in there. Problem solved. Yeah. You get three per week. 
This is like communist Russia, except for loaves. We're giving you bullets. Welcome to America. In Russia. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, that'll never happen out here in California, but thank you, sir. I can't wait to come to Florida. I think also what I love about Florida when I crossed over the state lines. China. I love crossing over state lines into Florida because you also get a gun. You get a gun and fresh OJ. But look, Jeepers Creepers 4, it's happening. You were asking earlier. I'm here to deliver. It's been confirmed. And likely this will be another straight-to-DVD movie, baby. <laughs> I read that like a, a, like a second before you said that and just started laughing. <laughs> because why would this go into movie theaters? It won't. You know what? I hope it does, just to prove us wrong. For one night only, just go into movie theaters. And just be like, hey, Jeepers Creepers 4, go see it. That Rob Zombie remake, it'll be in theaters again. Dude, the Rob Zombie 3 from Hell, I saw that in theaters. It was only out for like a week. It was not a good movie. But Yeah, I watched, I watched Rob Zombie's 31. It was not a good movie. Well, oh, 31 is terrible. So, wait, 3 from Hell was really bad? Fuck, that sucks. It was, it was not... Devils, Rejects, or House of a Thousand Corpses. It just, it just didn't hold. Those were so great, but he also he did so well. Well, also, it's really hard without Sid Haig. Like the third one is Sid Haig in the beginning, but the man's so sick. And I mean, you know, R.I.P. Sid Haig. He just died recently, but um, you know, it's just, it's just not the same as what it was the 10 to 15 years ago when that movie came out, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, so good. Um, but the, Hall- the Halloween remakes were, were, were good. They were good. They're not as good. I don't think they hold up as well, though, as this most recent one that we saw by, uh, what's his face, by the who we like, uh, Danny McBride. And I think it's Seth Green, I'm pretty sure, um, who just did the most recent Halloween that just came out last year, two years ago, excuse me. We've talked about this on a previous podcast, Jay. You need to watch it. Very good. Also, we've got Halloween Kills coming out this year as well. That's the second one of this. And then we've got Halloween, the third one, uh, after that coming out, which has no title yet. But they're reviving Halloween well. I was literally just looking at my pockets for my phone, and I realized it's right in front of me. So wait, I didn't realize there was... We talked about some old episode. I don't even remember there's a, a new Halloween. But Danny McBride? I no, not you. with Danny McBride. Danny McBride wrote this. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis wrote this. Have you ever watched the movie Arizona? This It's a weird yes, fucking one-off. Yeah, oh, yes, I have. Um, I love McBride, man. Love McBride. Um, I think right, he, so Sorry. Uh, we got way off track. Uh, so, four yeah, one coming out. We don't know who's directing it, correct? Uh, no, it'll be Victor Salva. Victor Salva has directed all of them. He will helm this one as well. Uh, he writes them as well. Gina Phillips, Miss uh, Trisha, uh, is going to be this in this as well. Um, she revealed in an interview that um, Victor Salva will be helming the fourth film as well, saying that Victor has written what happens from the second Jeepers Creepers and Three Ends. And we will know more from that. They're not really telling us right now. But uh, Victor Salva is currently writing this. Long anymore because Justin's long such a fucking star now. He's not really. He's, he's not, not a star. So just fucking do the movie, Justin Long. I know you're a fucking listener, well, he's Justin. He's dead. How's he going to do the movie? Justin Long died. 
In the fucking movie, Jeepers Creepers 1, he oh, is God. killed. Did you watch this movie? Yeah, I, sorry. I thought you meant real life. For some reason, I thought you meant real life. No, he's got a podcast. It's pretty good. I don't know if he died. He just lost his eyes. Well, no, he's got a podcast from real life. Not bad. His head, so there were holes. So, you know, I mean, you know, he's vegetative. Uh, but I'm yeah, pretty sure he's still playing dodgeball out there, man. I don't think I've seen the third Jeepers Coopers, honestly. One and two were great, but I don't think I've seen the third. Um, I have not either, actually. I need to see it. It's uh, probably not that good, but I need to watch it. Jay, I need to hear your takeaways here and a score out of 10. <sighs> takeaways, my man. Uh, mind your fucking business is my first takeaway, right? Okay. All right. That's a rough uh, if you're getting tailed by someone, just fucking keep driving faster than they're telling you and then find the nearest big city to where you can go. And what if you're shit. driving a Prius? I've, I've driven a Prius and you're fucked if you're driving a Prius. <laughs> and it does not go above 70 miles per hour. Yeah. Uh, but even in the movie, like they try and get away and, and they can't. Um, but so I guess main point would be mind your fucking business honestly um also uh i think the overlying message of definitely one and two is like don't be a bitch if you show fear you're gonna die go out on your feet like a fucking man and then you want to deal with the jeepers creepers you know getting robbed and and you know potentially being shot if you're being mugged go out like a man you never know they could be jeepers creepers um, but overall score, oh man, dude, I I love this movie. Like, I, it is, it is. I was very happy when we thought of this for us movies. I, the original, for its time, I'm gonna be generous. For its time, two thousand one release, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Okay. Now I will give it a respective holdup rate of eight out of ten. Because it's still different, but it's still a great movie. Okay, I like that. I can respect it. Um, for me, I think I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Solid movie all the way through and through. Uh, it's just not... I, for me, I think that there's just not enough backstory and it's lackluster. Um, I like it, though. 7 out of 10, good score. I remember what it was like watching this movie... In 2001, when you were younger, this is the most terrifying shit that ever came out. You're going to compare to Hereditary or something that came out one or maybe two years ago? It's completely different. Completely different. Well, one thing to differ. I guess, I guess maybe I'm, I'm just too old. I'm just right now. You're insulted? We're supposed to have our own opinions here. I go to 7 out of 10. Like, it was just such a classic movie when I was younger that was terrifying. Literally scared the piss out of me. It scared it's the piss out of me. Like Hereditary or Conjuring because those are newer movies. Like, you know, stuff doesn't hold up. Okay, up. fine. The Exorcist. I mean, that movie is fucking terrifying and well thought out. Like, that movie is a 9 out of 10. Easy. Like, that movie's crazy. But this movie is... It's fine. It's, it's great. I mean, it's great. It's great. Don't get me wrong. You want me to change my score to an 8 out of 10? Don't pressure me. I'm not going to do this. 7 out of 10. That's what I give it. That's fair enough. <laughs> One watch. Everyone knows the rules. 7 out of 10. You know what? Please tell me if I'm wrong. Please tell me that I'm a piece of shit. 
I want to hear it. I don't. It, it's tough because every time I watch it, it just hits like a sentimental value, you know. Nostalgic vibes, dude. Nine out of ten. Ten out of ten. Nostalgic vibes. I just meant as an overall movie, like it just lacks a little bit. It's not. It's not if the same. Scared in today's time, maybe not, but. That's the that's like the continuum kind of makes sense because that second movie is 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 also really good. You know, yeah, that second movie is a five out of ten, bro. But it's still fun. A good continuation. Sorry, yeah, not 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 nearly the first for sure. But um, I mean, I remember watching the first one and being like, oh, I want to close my eyes. This shit's scary. But again, this was back in two thousand one. How old were we? What year was that? I don't even. Well, two thousand one was before we were in high school, so we were probably seventh grade. Maybe six. Yeah, two thousand one. I was in seventh grade. I mean, September eleventh. Yeah, I was seventh grade. All right, I'll honor that score. I'm a little upset with it, but I'll honor it. Thank you, thank you. I actually didn't watch it. it was two. I probably watched it in two thousand five, um, when it was on TNT. Well, I've, I've watched both in the past couple of months since it's been on TV, and like I have to watch it if it's on. Oh I yeah, have- I will stop and watch it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it is, it is one of my favorite movies to watch. Period. Horror movies to watch, period. Like, I, I absolutely love, like, it, it brings back nostalgic vibes. But, like, now it's one of those movies where I can be like, okay, I'm going to go do the dishes while I'm watching this movie, or I'm going to work while I'm watching this movie. Like, it's oh, not yeah, one of those movies where I stop and I'm like, gotta watch this. It is my horror movie version of Point Break. I'm watching <laughs> Point Break anytime it's on TV. Utah, get me too. Oh, God. Love me. I fucking love Point Break. Love me some better, prior to the accident. Wait, what did you say? I said, love me some Gary Busey prior to the accident. Oh, sir. I, do you listen? You're a sports fan. Do you listen to Pardon My Take podcast? I don't. Uh, I just need you to pull up one episode of Pardon My Take with Gary Busey coming on there. Oh, I will. I will right after this. No problem. I don't listen to any podcasts, but my own <laughs> well you listen to my <laughs> podcast that's a lie <laughs> <laughs> that's a big lie it's a big lie big uh well i look jay this has been a fun episode i i uh really uh, enjoyed doing the research for this one and i i'm absolutely loving these creature features but yeah jay this has been a really fun podcast for us to research uh, I really enjoyed learning a lot about the creeper. Um, hopefully, down the road, maybe next Monster May, we can cover Jeepers Creepers too. I think that would be pretty fun. Well, that's it for me today. Jay, you got anything else before we sign off? We've got some really fun crossover episodes coming up for you guys. Uh, we, like you said, found some like-minded individuals. We're gonna try and uh, get on some some episodes together and, and have some fun man it's gonna be a good good time but thank you everyone for joining us on this strange and fun florida adventure love being from the state because all the weird shit happens but uh as always i'm jay kington alongside mr ej golet stay on your toes guys watch out it's springtime the creepers out there Thank you.